Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, December 21st, 2021, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. And from all of us here at the radio show and as well as our website, we wish you a season of light and joy. Our special guest this evening is Sandra Recchioni, who is an alchemist who has been guided by Yeshua, Mary Magdalene, Archangel Michael, and St. Germain in creating her starseed essences. She also received the calling to become ordained in the Order of Melchizedek, working with Master Melchizedek in the higher realms. It was St. Germain who appeared to her in deep state transcendental meditation and told her to create these essences using her collection of crystal andaras. These andara essences carry the frequency of the masters, angels, and cosmic universal beings of light. The monatomic andara crystals were discovered by Nelly, a half-Choctaw Indian medicine woman who was also a powerful shaman and healer. In 1967, a mineral deposit in Mount Shasta, in the High Sierra Mountains of Northern California, was discovered with monotonic, monatomic minerals. That's not easy to say. We can find gold, silver, iridium, rhodium, chromium, and platinum in these minerals. And this mineral complex can strengthen the energetic field of the human body, and it can restore health and bring balance to your whole being. And um, Sandra's website is starseedessences.com. And um, she'll probably be talking about her expansion of that website um, when we bring her on later, a little later on in the show. Um, in addition to Sandra's alchemy work with guidance from the avatars, there will be a channeled message from Mary Magdalene for Starseeds from our late friend, Gloria Amendola, which she presented on our show last Christmas. For those of you that have enjoyed her and all the years that she's been with us for Christmas, um, Gloria crossed over on Easter. So we want to honor her tonight with her last channeled message from Mary Magdalene. And at the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream. And if you missed our last couple of shows and you have starseed children or grandchildren, be sure to check out Magical Messages from the Animal Kingdom by Ariel Taylor on Amazon Books. Just search my name and you'll get right to it. And I wrote it to help children get off their devices and reconnect with Mother Nature by understanding the animal guides of Native America. And I'm going to forego the rest of the um, introduction as I usually do um, because we want to just kind of get right to it. So um, first, let me see, where is Anastasia? Oh, there you are. Hang on. We have a lot of people on the switchboard tonight. Okay, hang on a second. There we go. (laughs) Oh, good evening, Arielle. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be with you tonight. And uh, I'm really happy. We I have a really fun news program tonight. It should cheer you all up. I, I think this is a joyful 
news broadcast for the year. It's a wonderful series of stories about people who've done wonderful things for others, and I can't wait to share you about it. We have actually many more examples than we have time to share today, so it's very heartening, and I'm I'm anxious to share it with you. I'm going to start with a story about a company, a garbage and waste management company, that has decided to give back to their community. For the past 10 years, this garbage company has been giving back to kids in need uh, by fundraising and purchasing bicycles. This year, they raised $11,000, and during their annual Christmas party, more than 80 employees with all their families put together over 150 bikes. Then they deliver the bikes to local charities, as well as a school district that distributes them to families that qualify for a special program that gives services to children who are homeless. They say, this is the best event we ever do. It gives smiles to people's faces, and just the idea of giving back brings out the best in all of our people, according to the general manager. What a wonderful thing to do. And there's a teacher, yeah, there's a teacher in North Carolina who has hosted a fundraiser for needy students every year, and this year she raised $106,000. And armed with this donated cash, the teacher and her small army of volunteers took that cash to their local Costco to buy non-perishable groceries for over 5,000 students in a dozen different schools whose family would go hungry during the holidays without their help. The teacher said, two weeks is a long time to be out of school without lunch or breakfast at school. Three meals, children eat a lot, and food is expensive. She said that many get their only food at school. They don't eat unless they eat at school. So this year's food raiser is the biggest one ever. She said they had so much food left over, they were even able to send bags home for the support staff, including bus drivers and cafeteria workers. Now, this is a, so far we're talking about a company, a garbage company, whose employees gather together to take their time uh, and money to build 150 bicycles for kids in need. Now we're talking about a teacher, one woman, who got together a bunch of others and raised $106,000 to feed hungry children. Now, it's unbelievable what one person can do. That's amazing. And another story about a nurse. This is, I know you guys are really going to love this. I, I saw a picture of this woman, and I really wanted to hug her. It's a nurse. She's a nurse at a rehabilitation and nursing home who takes care of people who are in rehab. And she learned that one of her patients... This is this month, by the way, uh, was forced to give his dog up. He had to give his dog to the Humane Society because he had to go in the hospital and didn't have anyone to take care of the dog. Now, a lot of people are faced with that kind of dilemma, people who live alone and have pets. Well, when the nurse found out about it, do you know what she did? Can any of you guess what she did? She went to the... Yes, it's right, Ariel. She went to the animal shelter and adopted this man's dog took care of this dog. It's just adorable. It's a little long-haired, uh, I don't know, the kind with the bangs in front of his eyes, kind of a part terrier, part something else. Sweet little dog. Uh, she went and got the dog. She took care of it. She dressed it up, uh, gave it a little, it's cute, put a little jacket on it. Anyway, that's beside uh-huh. the point. But she took care of this dog, dog all the time. The owner was in uh, rehab. And, and while the man is still in rehab, she brings the dog to visit And when he is finished with his rehab, he and his dog get to go home. And there are photographs of this man and dog. He, bless his heart, it's the sweetest thing ever. The look on his face when he 
getting to hold his dog again, the dog he had to give up. Uh, This nurse, bless her. I mean, there's another person who made a big difference, in this case, in the lives of a man and a dog. And the dog is so happy to see his owner. I mean, uh, just precious. Here's a story about a UPS driver. This is, people can do such good. Well, this comes from Tennessee. And a UPS driver in Tennessee made a special delivery this Christmas when he dropped off a missing dog to their worried owners. Now, the driver was in the middle of Christmas package deliveries when a woman in Tennessee alerted him of her missing Jack Russell Terrier. The dog's name is Pete. And he said, for some reason, I just told her, we'll find him. Well, the woman was crying and sobbing at the door. She said, I was in tears. I thought I'd never see my dog again. Well, back to the driver. So the driver was in a remote area. There weren't a lot of houses. And he spotted Pete. He caught him out of the corner of his eye. And lo and behold, the trusty UPS driver keeps dog biscuits in his truck to befriend probably snarling neighborhood dogs. (laughs) But he was able to convince Pete. He coaxed him out of the woods. The doggy jumped into the van. And with the doggy riding along, the driver finished his deliveries for the day and then swung back by the house. He brought the dog home to the owner. I can just... I oh, can my gosh. Actually, this happened to me once when I, uh, it's another story, but um, <laughs> she said when, he, when the, the woman, the owner of the dog, the mother, mommy, or whatever you want to call it, uh, when she saw the driver come up, she saw him come up the driveway or up the sidewalk. Uh, Pete was in his arms, and she said, I just about collapsed. I was so overjoyed. <laughs> oh. How do I know that feeling? to get a pet back that somebody's either given away or or lost. It's just a wonderful story. This this driver, you know, he said he didn't know why he said it. I just told her we'll find him. See, there's a little bit of something going on there. So anyway, Pete got home. Yeah. Pete got home. Ah, uh, boy. And here's one for you. Um, this has actually been all over the news quite a bit here and there. I mean, there's been uh, individual stories. This, this doesn't even cover it. I mean, it's all over every newspapers everywhere about this phenomenon that's going on. People are leaving these huge tips for waitresses and waitstaff. Um, and so a bunch of do-gooders are absolutely leaving the biggest tips for their restaurant servers. Now, at a Cracker Barrel in San Antonio, a waitress was surprised with a $1,300 tip on a $270 ticket. The group at the table uh, collected the money to give to a single parent who was working as a server. She's a single parent. Now, an IHOP waitress in Virginia was gifted a $1,900 tip for, quote, exceptional service, end quote, after a group of 19 diners each left a $100 bill. Wow. Uh, now, this group went, went to this uh, restaurant uh, for breakfast, but they also had the mission of making somebody else's day, which they did. Um, now, in Columbia, wow. Maryland, uh, a waitress was reduced to sobbing after receiving a $910 tip on a $25 check. She said, I, I got so emotional. I, I feel very blessed. Uh, these uh, customers got up and hugged me, and they were crying with me, saying, you make us cry. She said, I'm sorry for crying, but this is so beautiful. I feel special. Wow. A waitress in Mississippi was tipped $2,200 by a large group who wanted to do something big that would change Christmas for their waitress. 
Wow. This story goes on and on. There was actually a story in one of the major newspapers that one waitress was tipped with three, three to four thousand uh, dollars by by a crowd of thirty nine people. Um, it's happening everywhere. So I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. God, it's, it's I mean, a little extra generosity. I swear, there's more. There's more good in the world that goes unnoticed, and I'm so glad that people are finding out that it's happening. It is. It is so heartwarming. It's just, well, we need to hear this stuff. And we all love our dogs. Ariel, I know you're a dog lover. Most of us love our dogs. Well, um, and many of you out there already know this stuff, but I'm going to share this story with you. A woman was getting upset with her dog. Um, said that on December 13th, um, she said her dog, this woman said her dog kept breaking into the nursery and waking her baby. And the baby had been sick. Oh, by the way, and the dog's name is Henry, by the way, Henry. So when Henry kept breaking into the nursery and waking her up, she was really getting mad at the dog. She said, I was getting fed up with this dog. And then she realized her baby had stopped breathing. When she went into the nursery, she could see the baby wasn't breathing. The dog knew something was wrong and kept breaking into the nursery. Now, the mother and the child and the father spent the night in the hospital. She said, I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't awakened us. And then she said something I think is very profound. She said, we don't deserve dogs. Oh, I think that's so true. Um, Wow. And then she posted this on social media. And I read all of the stories that uh, people commented in response to her. People told story after story after story of how their animals saved them. Everything from cats to dogs and I don't know what all people were giving these really amazing stories about how these animals saved their lives. Usually calling attention to something the person was unaware of. And she said, we don't deserve dogs. Wow. I've I've felt that way before. Animals are just... Amazing. All right, I want to show. See how are we doing on time? We're fine. Um, on the science front, here is an amazing story. It's just so sci-fi. A man who lives in London has received the world's first 3D printed eye. He's a London hospital patient, and he's the first person in the world to receive a 3D printed eye. This is a 47-year-old engineer. It was given this prosthetic uh, last week. And this is an eye hospital, and they said in a press release that the prosthetic is the first fully digital prosthetic eye created for a patient. They say it is a biomimic. It's more realistic as a prosthetic. It has depth to the pupil. They say it's very realistic looking. Unlike traditional methods, it uses scans of the eye instead of an invasive mold of the eye socket, which is so difficult for the patient that they have to be put under general anesthesia. This 3D uh, method um, makes all of that unnecessary. They say the production process is so much faster than traditional acrylic eyes, which are hand-painted and take months to complete. Um, The uh, uh, professor that led this project um, says that they're very excited about this new development method. They hope that uh, this will prove the value of this technology, what a difference it makes for patients, and how quickly they can make these eyes without months of waiting. Just done right there. Bingo, bango, done. 
Wow. A 3D printer. I still don't understand how those things work. Anybody, you know, does anybody out there know about, can figure that out? Um, (laughs) It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in the Stone Age when it comes to stuff like this, but really remarkable. You know, they're talking about using those printers um, for off, off planet um, colonizations where the printers will be able to produce factories and, and uh, they will make everything that's needed uh, for a settlement off planet. Yikes. Okay, well, moving on. A Pittsburgh woman um, uh, got a great idea. And it started, uh, well, with a recent episode of the Food Network's competition called Chopped. Any of you ever watched that Food Network Chopped? Yeah. Well, in this particular episode, yeah, contestants were challenged to make a dish using a basket of random ingredients like maybe bacon, mangoes, and banana bread. Wild, huh? Well, anyway, imagine the same challenge, except that the basket was replaced by 1,000 pounds of discarded food. Well, that was the challenge confronting this Pittsburgh nonprofit called 412 Food Rescue. They had connected with hundreds of local businesses discovering hundreds of pounds of good surplus food available for donation every day. And using an app, the group created the largest volunteer-led food transport network in a single urban region. But there was no kitchen in the region that could accommodate the really large gifts coming from big donors and turn those into single-serving meals. So in 2019, the organization came up with a solution by opening its own kitchen, the Good Food Project. Now, paying no money for food and creating zero waste, zero waste, this kitchen is a model for effective food recovery and distribution. They say that food waste makes up about 25% of all material in landfills, more than any other single source of waste, and when it rots, it's leading it's a leading cause of greenhouse gas emissions. So the Good Food Project prevents waste by transforming food that might go to the landfill into healthy heat and eat meals and shelf-stable items packaged in compostable containers. These meals are then distributed to nonprofit partners that serve the needy. Uh, now they say the donations come from partners all over who have found themselves with food that is perfectly good to eat but they can't sell it because it looks funny, may have blemishes, there's a problem with the sell-by timelines, or maybe there, there's been a truck accident, uh, uh, dent, dented cans and stuff. So they're taking all those things that are less than perfect and creating this empire of uh, food production for the needy. Uh, you know, people That's are great. doing this for each other. Yeah. Creativity in action. And here's it, you know... Um, well, a lot of people don't care too much for attorneys. Okay, Attorneys aren't very popular, just in society at large. But here's a nice story about an attorney. An attorney in Indiana greeted holiday shoppers as they redeemed his $30,000 in grocery gift cards that he bought just for them. And uh, it was an event that the grocery store chipped in on. The grocery store during that event gave shoppers a 10% discount. And there were no restrictions on the items they could purchase with the gift cards. So I think they were $100 gift cards, uh, $30,000 worth. And he said he used the cards so that people could get what they wanted for Christmas. He said he used to buy gifts, and now he gives out gift cards. 
and the story was full of photographs with people who were overwhelmed to have that $100 to give someone in their family or perhaps even themselves um, things that they needed. $30,000 he gave to all of those people. How many people is that, 30000 times $100? You all figure that out. That's a lot. 3,000 people. Thank you. I knew you could do that, Ariel. Okay. And um, I, we have a time for maybe one or two more. I've got so many, but this is this is touching. Um, a homeless man living in North Carolina is homeless, but he's choosing to be homeless because he can't find a house that will take his dog, and he's choosing his dog over housing and surgery. He needs surgery, and according to this man, a dog is man's best friend. And, uh, he's right. A dog is a man's best friend, that old adage, and it's very true for him. He says, every day my dog looks at me, I know I'm loved. I named him Dude, because that's my dude. We have a close, close connection. Right now, they're spending their nights and days in the woods and a campsite. They're camping out. And this is what the man tells us. He said, I could have already had a place to live, but they want me to give away my dog, and I'm not doing that. Now, he needs a knee replacement. Well, everything was lined up months ago, but the doctor said, no, wait. Because I was homeless, they said we would have to postpone it until you find a place to live because somebody has to come and take care of you. Well, he can't find a place to stay that will take both the dog and him, and he can't have surgery until he has a house. He said, I can't give up my dog. If I have to be homeless and go without my surgery and continue to go through the pain, I will because I'm not leaving my dog. Well, I want to report to you, this story had a, go, a link to a GoFundMe page, uh, which was set up to raise money for, for this man and his dog, Dude. And I went to that page, and the original amount that the man was asking for to get himself what he said was a motel room to live in so that he could keep his dog and get his surgery was $1,000. All he was asking for was $1,000. Well, yesterday when I checked his GoFundMe page, he had raised over $46,000. Now, wow. yeah, that's going to help him out a lot. But people were chipping in right and left. And you know what people said? I wouldn't give up my dog either. I mean, now that's love. Some people yeah. may disagree with that. But, I mean, this is understanding the soul of a dog, okay, that the dog is a beloved being in your life. I've often thought, haven't you, that people who have to rent, uh, there should be far more allowances for pets. You know, people are forced to, I mean, landlords have to provide housing for people with children that can't discriminate. But pets are often the things that they leave off. And you know, when society begins to change its attitude about animals, well, maybe that will change too. Yeah. I hope so. It should. Yeah. Dogs don't draw on the wall. <laughs> right. Well, that, that you're darn right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, you know, a lot of times it's worse if you have cats. Um, sometimes landlords will take, anim, uh, you know, dogs, but they won't allow cats. And, I mean, if you have animals that you love, I mean, uh, it can be terrible. You can go months without finding a place to live. So hopefully the consciousness about this is going to shift as well and, people with animals will be able to much more easily find a place to live. Because we all know there are many animals that need homes. 
Well, I'm going to end tonight with this story. We could go on and on, but you have a guest. And this is um, wild. Uh, a Massachusetts man who was recovering from open-heart surgery won a $1 million lottery prize, which was given to him by a friend inside a get-well card. <laughs> the <laughs> man received three scratch-off tickets in a get-well card from his friend, whom we'll call Larry. Now, he scratched off the first three letters of the crossword lottery. Uh, his first glimpse of good luck was revealing his initials. He had his initials on this crossword game. And as he continued matching letters to words on the lottery ticket for a game called $5,000 10 times cash word, he revealed the word heart on the bottom row of the puzzle. Well, that word was second top prize for the entire game, which was $1 million. And then wow. He got a gift from a friend in a get well ticket. Uh, not a get well, get well card. He scratched off a lottery ticket with his initials, and the word heart was the winning thing for a million dollars. I mean, wow. He said he double checked it, he triple checked it, he quadruple checked it because he couldn't believe it. He just couldn't believe it. And he said, Well, I, I can't believe this happened, you know. Well, according to the Massachusetts State Lottery, there are only 10 total prize winners for that amount on the $20 ticket. And the odds of him winning a million dollars were one in uh, one million. This is the second time he's get this friend, his friend Larry, gave him a lottery ticket that turned out to be a winner. We all ought to make friends with Larry, right? Yeah. The first time <laughs> that Larry gave him a lottery ticket was on his 60th birthday, and the man won $1,000. <laughs> he's, you know, his friend Larry may be, you know, an angel in disguise. Anyway, he said he plans to give some of the money to his sons and, of course, share the winnings with Larry. <laughs> so there it is. You know, miracles can happen anytime, anywhere. And it really helps to have a lot of love thrown in and uh, uh, quite a bit of trust. It's uh, wonderful. Wonderful to be here on this earth with each and every one of you. From my heart to you, much love. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You're each and every one oh so special. Carry your light into the world, and let's see what kind of good we can each and every one do as individuals. Making 2022 a better year, a year of better deeds than the years that have gone before. Thank you for having me, Ariel, and uh, good night, everybody. Oh, thanks so much, Anastasia, and um, happiest, happiest holidays to you as well. Uh, we'll be back you know, two weeks from tonight, so we will talk to you then. Yes, thank you. Good okay. night, everybody. Good night, Anastasia. Wow, great stories, great stories. Well, um, before we um, bring on Lavendar and our guest Sandra, um, I'm going to do a little Christmas thing here for you. As I mentioned earlier in the intro, um, I've got my favorite Christmas song, and it's it's my favorite song to sing, so I hope you enjoy that. And then right after that, I'm going to do um, the message from Mar the channeled message from Mary Magdalene that Gloria, our dear late friend, um, presented a year ago.
Magdalene speaks. It is from my heart that I extend this message to you, dear starseeds and listeners of all beliefs. This time upon us is a very potent opening in your collective ascension process, although it may not look anything like you had imagined it to be. Many of you did not anticipate the depth of understanding it would take to identify ancient wounds and correct the pattern of a broken timeline and forgotten memories. Yes, many of you have been exhausted by the length of your time on this path, the way of the heart. And yet I tell you, despite all appearances, the light is growing stronger on planet Earth even while she, our great mother, is ready to crack wide open. Are you not feeling this way as well? However, in your classroom of duality consciousness, this is the procedure for your world to move to the next stage of your evolution. 
It can be a long and tedious process, but when the acceleration begins to speed up to a point of no return, the imminent shifting is at hand. This is where you find yourselves now, whether conscious of this process or not, whether in flow or resistance. The channel, meaning me, the channel was told in 2016 not to fear the extremes forming in your world, no matter how it appeared from the outside. Make no mistake that there has been a great initiative to hold you back, whether emanating from dark forces determined to slow your progress, from technologies employed by those who are experimenting with how they can influence your thought process, or even from the resistance of your own ego mind. Do not be fooled into this attempted undoing at this time. Stand in your beautiful light. Use your understanding of coherence and compassion to trigger your next level of genetic instruction. Lead the way forward with your heart light and memory intact. We do realize the images of suffering in your world are heart-wrenching, yet you must come to terms with this grand global mirror and what it is reflecting to each and every one of you. Stay vigilant and continue to do your inner work. Help your brothers and sisters as we help you. Many are struggling, fearing oppression, and they need a helping hand. Do not begrudge them. Love them. Even your enemies, for the road to spiritual richness is paved with the golden specks of love you sprinkle along the way. That sounds fanciful, but behold, this statement supports an ancient wisdom. For the specks of love hold light and celestial codes of data carried in that light. They are embedded for your benefit. As I have said before, sing to the stars and watch what happens. Absorb the starlight and place it into your heart. Trigger your own inner light exponentially and let yourself glow like never before. We see you by the light you shine and send legions of angels to support your remembrance. We are with you every step of the way. That's such a powerful message. And now we are going to bring Lavendar and our very special guest, Sandra Recchioni. Get those microphones open. Okay, Sandra, welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're with us tonight. Thank you, Ariel, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. It's very special, the special day of the solstice as well, opening up new um, opportunities for everyone. So, Lavender, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So, hello, okay. Sandra. I, Sandra, I love your products. I'm using them every day. And, and for you to make me a, a special uh, mist was very, very warming for me to have every day when I wake up. I, I spray it on my body and think of you. So, welcome to our show. Thank you, Lavender. It's an honor to be here with you. So give us a little uh, history of yourself 
so you were you were raised in in Queens, New York, and it, and you've had many many uh, experiences throughout your uh, existence here already. But I'm very interested to, to know more about your time that you spent uh, learning about Saint Germain and some of the activities that have happened at the Tetons in Wyoming. Oh yes. So um, well, uh, the path has been long arduous and, and lonely. As you know, um, we are experiencing this life with different hats on and different eyes. Um, I started actually at the age of 21 practicing Shirat Shabbat Yoga with the teachings of Kirpal Singh, which assisted me in mastering transcendental meditation and uh, mind control. Uh, so with that knowledge at such a young age, it was just the catalyst for uh, my clairvoyant abilities, my um, premonition, my prophetic dreams. And that carried me through to my first awakening, uh, which was when I met my galactic family in 2001. Um, a very uh, tumultuous time in my life. Uh, it was literally like I was um, into two different people and coming into the awakening with no resources like we have now, no internet to research, no YouTube videos to watch, just basically going to old uh, bookshops and trying to find information as best and divinely guided always and able to attain the information I needed at that time to get me through the next stage and through the mission. Um, that led me to the Summit Lighthouse Church Universal and Triumphant, where Elizabeth Prophet was still an embodiment at the time. Um, I founded by sheer divine guidance, um, beloved El Moria appeared to me uh, during this time. It was a very difficult time in my life. I was going through a separation and a child custody battle. And I was alone in a state with no friends, uh, no family, because I had relocated with my then um, spouse. And uh, the marriage fell apart, and we parted ways, and it was a very difficult time. And I found myself alone, and I was guided. The Internet had just started coming up. And I was searching and searching, and in those moments where we are guided by that inner knowing, I found the teachings of the Summit Lighthouse online, and as soon as I heard the first decree, which is, I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires, in a mantra mode, I was activated. I knew that that was something that I had heard before, that I had felt before, that I knew and it propelled me and was a catalyst um, to find the teaching center in Austin, Texas that became a part of my life for many, many years. And being able to go to the Royal Teton and be a part of the, the land there and walk through there and be there with the gatherings and with the energy that was at that time that was very uh, energetic and bringing in the violet flame 
and it was a joyous, joyous time. And I was there for many years. I served on the board of the Austin Teaching Center. I was a Sunday school teacher for the children. We, uh, we taught them to decree, called to the angels when they were in need, and it was the best time of my life to be able to nurture the younger generations that were, at that time, it was the, it was the 2000s, and none of this was known. Nobody knew about the violet flame. Nobody knew who St. Germain was. Um, they didn't recognize him. And we were a small group, but we were actually 12 families, and we got together every weekend and we decreed, along with all the other teaching centers, on the Internet live. And we had marathons. Um, we were connected to the Yellowstone Center as well. And we were worldwide, but we were unknown. Nobody knew about the Masters at that time. And I'm so happy now to see so much information about St. Germain and the Violet Flame out there on the airwaves and uh, the younger generations reaching out to that knowledge as well, which is very much needed during this time. Well, yes, and um, I've had a, quite a bit of history in this lifetime uh, attending the meetings inside of the Tetons. So I'm very familiar with Saint Germain and all the all the beings that show up there twice a year, January one through seven, and July one through seven. So tell us a little bit more about after after these experiences. Uh, and I know that you've gone through what I call being an experiencer. You're you're the kind of person that has things happen to you that you need to document so that you can share your uh, stories with others so they can see through your eyes, and I know you're one of those people, and I encourage you to do that. But give us a, um, a, a new set of eyes to look through as as we're looking through you now as what you're doing now with your being an alchemist and bringing forth this new information. So just take it away and start anywhere you want. Well, after um, being in that group, um, I have been relocated many times in my life. Um, I'm a wanderer, um, never in the same place too long. Um, a decade was the longest I lasted, I believe. But um, in that move from Texas, I moved back to New York uh, in 2009. And uh, at that time, there was a teaching center there. It was a little too far. So I created my own temple in my home and uh, kept working with the masters, uh, doing my, my spiritual work, and eventually I relocated again to Florida this time, and at that time, uh, several years ago, I came across um, the Andaras, the Andara crystals. I had never heard of them before. I am an avid rock hound. So I have many collections of rocks that have been with me and crystals for over two decades. And I didn't know about these, and they struck me immediately. Um, I felt an activation just by looking at the picture. And I was called to make purchases, and I acquired a collection of about 25 Andaras. And what I like to do with my crystals, and I'm sure other people do that as well, is I like to 
put them under my pillow when I sleep and I work with them in dream state and uh, receive their energies and their downloads. And uh, it's faster for me to process the information. So when I did that with the Andaras, though, it was a little bit different than doing it with a regular crystal. Um, the downloads are intense. And after working with the Tanzanite Andara, which is representative of the blue flame and the violet flame of St. Germain and Archangel Michael, I went into meditation the next morning and was immediately taken up into the etheric realm, into Zachiel's retreat and holy amethyst. And in that moment, St. Germain appeared to me clear as day. I was able to see the hairs on his arm, his beard, his eyes, and clearly in front of me. And he gave me instructions. He said, you have to create these for the starseeds. You have to start with this one because this will transmute the four lower bodies. It will activate the tube of light internally and also activate the, the crystals in the body. And I, you know, transcribed it all, wrote it down, chewed on it and chewed on it and, you know, okay, I'll do that. And I kept going and... Um, it kept having the same type of transmissions with the other Andaras as I moved on to each one individually and worked with them for several months and attained all the information. And I kind of, life got in the way a little bit. I relocated several more times um, and I had problems in 3D world. And eventually, actually two years ago, <clears throat> I... Um, had a visit from an Arcturian fairy who appeared to me in meditation and again she told me about the essences and she gave me the name this time, Starseed Vibrational Essences. And she says, you have to create these and you're going to create them and you're going to move again and you're going to go to this place and in this place the land will assist you and the Devic kingdoms that surround you will assist you and I will assist you along with my Arcturian counterparts and we will help you with these creations. So I jotted that down, transcribed it, put it in my journal, kept going with life, but I never took any action. And when you don't take action, it gets to a point where your higher self starts to get louder and louder and louder and you don't listen because, oh yeah, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, and you never do it. Well, last December, actually a year ago, I had an accident where I stumbled down a flight of stairs and landed on my back. I fractured my L4 vertebrae. And it was this week, actually. The anniversary is tomorrow. And uh, when I fell and I was laying there in pain, on my back, flat, unable to understand what had just happened and with the pain shooting all over my body I didn't know if I was going to get up if I was going to be able to walk if I had broken my back I didn't know what the diagnosis was at the time but I laid there on my back and I looked up and I pleaded with my higher self and I said I surrender 
and I will do whatever it is that you ask me to do with no questions asked. Just please let me walk and let me be able to get up from this fall and not be damaged. Well, I was um, critical for a couple weeks and um, I healed myself with my flower essences and all the energetic work I could get. And as soon as I was able to walk from one room to the other, I sat on my computer and within 72 hours, I had created the website, bought the URL, and set up the first essences that had called to be released, which was White Meteorite and the Violet Flame Tanzanite Andara. And here I am a year later. Wow. And, and it's been a full year. And here, here you are now on a radio show talking to starseeds all over the world. Well, look at that. Wow. That's really... That's the uh, violet yep. flame in action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you did have uh, something happen recently about the magnolia tree. Would, would you share that with, with us? Yes, um, the uh, Magnolia de Yeshua and the Magnolia de Magdalene. So um, this last summer, I had a very, very vivid dream with the Master Yeshua. It almost felt like he was right next to me at my bedside. Uh, It was very clear, and my dreams are prophetic. I never remember my dreams, but when I do, they stay with me forever. And this was one of those. And I didn't recognize him. It was like I had been taken out of a deep slumber. And I kind of knew who he was, but I wasn't kind of like when you wake up and you you don't know where you are. And I asked him, which master are you? Because he was in a robe and I knew it was a master. I just didn't know which one, an avatar. And he says to me, I am the master of peace. And faded away almost like a blueprint and it stayed with me all day and I uh, chewed on that for a while and then uh, he continued to appear in my meditations and I felt his presence and he trained me uh, how to assist uh, others in pulling in their tube of light so activating their tube of light Um, and he said to me that he would be training me that, that week So we did all the training, and he mentioned a white flower. When you see a white flower, I am near. Okay, life went on. Next day, I'm sitting in my lanai, and I didn't know I had magnolia trees outside. We had just moved to this home, and they hadn't blossomed. We were moved in in the winter, and it was summer now, so the first bloom of the magnolia tree appeared. And I couldn't see from a distance. And I'm like, wow, is that a white flower on that tree? And I was completely shocked and awe because I didn't know I had magnolia trees in the backyard. I have four of them. And for those of you who don't know, magnolia is a divine flower that's been on the earth as long as the dinosaurs. So seeing that and then having the recent message from Yeshua about the white flower I immediately went out there and I started to connect to the Deva of the flower and um, sat with her and received a beautiful message to make 
the Magnolia Essence in Sunlight with guidance of Yeshua, which I did, and completed, ready to go. And I make many essences, and they just stay uh, put away until they're ready to come out and go public. And they let me know when they're ready for that. Um, so I put this one away, and a month later, September 22nd, I believe, the Ascension Day of Mary Magdalene, uh, it was a late night. Um, that night and I was restless I couldn't sleep I felt a presence but wasn't sure who it was and I was tired and I was like oh, I'll go to sleep and something told me oh well there's magnolias blooming you should make a magnolia in the moonlight because it was a full moon that night and I said oh, I'll make it tomorrow yeah I was tired I didn't want to get up and go out and do all that well don't you know when Mary Magdalene wants something she gets it. I jumped out of bed. It was like I was on remote control and immediately saw her in my mind's eye walking in the garden around the magnolia trees. And she said, you're making this essence tonight with me in the moonlight. And it was pitch dark outside. I live near a nature preserve. There's no lights um, unless I take out a flashlight. And the trees are about 50 feet uh, away from my door so I didn't care barefoot snakes and all I just went outside and reached for the tree in the dark until I could feel where the magnolia was at arm's length and I gently retrieved it cut it in the dark and walked over to the lanai and when I turned on the light there was a red spider on it uh, the red spider is symbolic of the messenger of the goddess so just the way it was, I put it in the water bowl, set it out in the moonlight, and sat there and uh, channeled a message from Mary Magdalene that night. And that will be released with the Magnolia de Yeshua as a duo, where the Magnolia in sunlight carries the divine masculine energies, and the Magnolia in moonlight carries the divine feminine energies with Mary Magdalene. And that's uh, the next up-and-coming release. Wow. Wow. I, I am so glad that you're journal you are journaling your stories because they're just so masterfully, you know, experienced. You know, I'm just so uh, happy that you came to our quest here in Arkansas. In fact, give us a little, uh, if you would, anything that you want to share with what happened with you at the Quest here in Arkansas, if you don't mind sharing just something that, not so personal, but something that maybe help others to understand if they want to come here. Well, if, um, if any of you feel like I have for the last 30 years uh, alone, with no one in our world that we can express and share this information with, um, no place is home, really. Um, we're wanderers. And I must say that as soon as I stepped foot or even got close to Mount Ida and I can feel the energies, I knew I was home. I knew it was home and when I got there and I walked on the land, I could feel it like a welcoming. And it really brought tears to my eyes because I've never felt that feeling anywhere else and I've traveled and lived in many places 
and New York is always my home because that's where I was born. But aside from that, Mount Ida is home for us. It's our energy center. It's where we go to reboot, recharge, and just be who we are. And being able to experience a, a reunion of soul family on that level is life-altering. And it completely changes everything in your being, not in your world, but inside of you. And it makes you stand in your power and ready to stand there and not care what anyone says or thinks anymore because you feel the support of the other starseeds there and we're able to talk about anything we want without feeling that we're going to be judged or anything like that. It's a loving, loving experience and magical as well because I did experience, experience a, a magical event there um, that happened to me and the ladies that were in the cabin with me which, by the way, have become dear, dear friends to me. And we're practically inseparable. We talk every day. Oh, so, that's great. Uh, that's great. So walking, yeah, walking into a place, a group where you don't know, you're going there alone, and with everything going on in the world, you're like, well, who's going to end up in my cabin, you know? <laughs> and it was perfectly planned the way you, you set it up. And we were able to, the three of us, experience um, over the lake the last day after uh, we had finished the last event, or prior to the last event, the morning of the last day. We're outside in the balcony, beautiful cabin, beautiful view of the lake, and all of a sudden, one of my cabin mates, Michelle, calls out to us and says, you guys, you've got to come here right away. You've got to see this. And we run out to the balcony, and over the water, we see stars. Like They look like stars twinkling above the water. And then if you rub your eyes really well and you look carefully, there were water sprites. And they were fluttering all over the water in unison, almost like a, a group of birds flying together. And then at the same time, there were rainbow waves coming through the water. Now, you would think if you're scientific that the sun is reflected on the water and it'll create that image. But we stood there for at least three, four minutes with our mouth open just watching this to make sure it was real. And the moment that I saw the rays of light go onto the shore where the land was, I knew it wasn't a figment of the water's you know, imagery. It was Rays, rainbow rays coming through with the water sprites. So there were water fairies. Yeah. Wow. Water fairies. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a, a great testimonial for for you, you to witness it, and also I think you came in and shared it with our group, and we really appreciated that story that you w were able to bring to us. And by the way, you sent us a whole bunch of um, essences. And um, Tammy and I used them uh, in initiation uh, on the last day. And let me tell you, the, the way that you formulated these products really enhanced everyone's experience and to, 
I mean, it just, uh, it was like an automatic upgrade with their whole uh, vibratory auric field. You know, at some point I'd like for Tammy to tell you more about what she saw with the different people that she sprayed your um, your formula on. It, she's got quite a few stories to tell about that. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So do you have any new information that you have that's come recently in the last two or three weeks? Because, you know, we have this new alignment that's in the sky right now. We've got Pluto and, and Venus running side by side, which really is activating a lot of women. The women are rising all over the planet, if, if you've noticed. We just had uh, 98 Egyptian women judges put, put on in, in Egypt, and, of course, the men kind of went crazy when that happened. <laughs> so uh, is there anything new that you would like to share in the way of the new energies that you've been picking up just in the recent last month or so? I'm picking up mostly on the goddess energy. Um the Athena crystal that I dug with my hand at the quest has become an essence now. And that's the essence that is in your lavender sacred mist. Oh, and okay. Yes, yeah, so it, it has the essence of the Athena crystal in there. And when I was uh, putting it together, uh, Athena came out very sternly and the message was for empowerment. Empowerment and to stand up now because it's the time. Yeah, practice and time she, is over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Practice is over and get what you need to heal because you have to heal the temple in order to allow the light to come in. It can't come in any other way. And I believe that these essences from the, the way that I've experienced them, uh, especially the violet flame, will help you transmute that a lot faster than if we do it the good old-fashioned way and do yoga every Sunday. The times have right. changed now. Yes. Yes. And to take these essences and work with them gives you the rites of passage to claim your own power. Oh, they That's do. Where it, and the feedback... Yeah. The feedback is great with the the results of starseeds from around the world and how they're connecting to their own soul family. I'm noticing now that a lot of bloodlines seem to be rising and kind of acting out on the planet, as <laughs> a mild way to put it. But I'm seeing that by the acting out, it brings up things that we need to transmute. And so I'm noticing that people with products like yours, if people use them on their bodies and they go into these crowded arenas where, the, where some of the craziness is going on, it kind of helps you stay stable as you walk through the debris of craziness. And that's what I can say about your product. Absolutely, especially the black tourmaline and the shungite combination. That is the best seller right now, and that's the one that uh, clears everything in your space. And you can walk through a crowd and feel fine. And for empaths, that's very important because we 
some of us, we can't be in large crowds or with too many people because we feel all the energy. So it's a shield. I call it my armor. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I was hit by lightning, so for a long time I couldn't even be in a crowd of people. But um, And I still have problems with it to this day, but I noticed that if I armor up before I go in, that it's not so bad. Yeah. It's not so bad. So um, I'm looking at the time. I'd like to pass you over to my co-host, Arielle, at this time. She does have the switchboard. And if we have anyone that's been to the Quest that wants to call in and talk to Sandra, please do. We always love to hear from our Questers that have been here to Arkansas. So thank you so much for all that you do and for for personally making a mist with my name on it, with with frankincense and myrrh, I was just so honored the, the day that you presented that to me. And it, it is really a, a wonderful reminder of how to um, stay in your power, to have these essences, you know, on your body. So I encourage those that are listening to look at your website, to find you, to find your products, because you're for real, girl. You are for real. So back to you, Ariel. Thank okay. you, Lavender. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, just before we, we uh, get started here, if anyone is, if you're already on the switchboard and you have a, a question or a comment for Sandra, just press 1 on your keypad so that we know that you have a question. If you're listening on the computer, just pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292, and then when you get in, you press 1 so that we know you have a question. And um, so I, I hadn't heard about the, uh, the water fairy story. I don't know how I missed that unless I was doing something else when you were telling the story. But that's, that's amazing. And it's, <laughs> but it's not surprising. Stuff like that happens at Mountain Harbor. Um, well, the good thing is we had witnesses because usually it happens to us individually and we tell people and they're like, yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they put on a show for you. Uh, and we were so we were just so um, happy to meet you. And I, I'm, I've had, um, had, I used your sprays while I was there, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, um, I'll send you an email tomorrow because I want to find out specifically what you would recommend um, and and get some of your essences. And uh, just to repeat one more time, your website is starseedessences.com. But I understand you are expanding that so that the website will be changing um, in January, is it? Yes, actually, I got the final review going on uh, this week. Um, we're ready to go live in 2022. So um, this evolution with the essences um, has totally, like, grown now. And what I am doing is I am creating a website called Starseed Essence Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E.com, the old-fashioned way. And that will also be referenced in the StarseedEssences.com website. But I created the Starseed Essence Shop because I'm opening up a brick-and-mortar store in Port Charlotte, where I will house, along with starseed essences, different essences from different creators around the world. 
So we have creators that have been hidden for way too long that create these marvelous healing um, remedies with flowers from their region, wherever they're from, South America, Europe, um, Australia. And I'm going to basically be a distributor or a wholesaler and retail these items there in my practice so that um, as you're healing, you also have the opportunity to purchase other remedies from different creators in different parts of the world that have, each creator has their own healing ability, so they bring that into their creation. So every flower and every gem is different as far as what it does for the body. My essences are more galactic. They're more uh, monatomic Andara essences. I also have flowers and gems like uh, the Crystal Athena, but uh, I think I'm the only one making the monatomic Andara essences that I'm aware of. So I do distribute for uh, Argentine essences, which are amazing flower essences that come from the foothills of the Andes Mountains in Argentina. And they have very strong devic energies, healing energies, and many more. I have a plethora of uh, information on the website, but we'll have Argentine essences. We have animal essences that are made by a, a gentleman in the Rocky Mountains, and he does a shamanic ceremony with the spirit animal, the, the animal spirit, and brings that into his essences, and they're absolutely amazing. Wow. So you're kind so of, you're kind all... of, you're, you're uniting people that have, you know, um, things to offer that, that are um, different, but in the same vein. Uh, right. And that's, that's just, that's, that's a wonderful thing. We actually have a caller that is waiting to speak with you. So um, you're going to talk to Linda with a question. Let me get the mic open. Okay. Hi, Linda. Thanks for calling Hi. into the show. Hi. I, Go I ahead. Haven't found, I just found out about your show. Wow. I'm so, I'm so glad. Um, I'm, I'm sorry I've been missing you. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Um, I just wanted to, would you happen to know what starts, you know, what star I'm from and what essence I would need to help myself, you know, uh, move on to the, my other frequency, higher frequencies? Well, that depends on what you resonate with. So if you go on the website, you can click through and look at the pictures of the Andaras. Don't look at the meaning, but look at the pictures first and see which one is calling you. And then okay. once you've received the call, you go on there and you read the description and it should resonate with what you need. And I always go to my higher self and ask for that guidance. Um, I feel like you have a Palladian a connection. I don't know if you know that, uh, but that's the feeling I'm getting. And uh, maybe look into the Palladian light on Dara, which helps us connect to our star family from Pallades. All right, and your website, see, am I on the right website here? Because I don't see. At www.starseedessencesplural.com. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm And in. I'm also in, also in the Etsy shop, Starseed Essence shop, if that's easier. A lot of people go on Etsy. Oh, uh, okay. 
I don't know. My my computer said something went wrong, so let me see. I don't know. Maybe I need to <laughs> clear it off. And said something went wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, Sandra, you you also do private sessions and consultations. Um, in addition to all the yes. things we've been talking about, and so right. how would someone do, uh, how would someone connect oh, with you to the, do? Yeah, just go on the website. You'll see service. You'll see services, and you can click on Flower Essence Consultation, and that'll take you through to a book an online Zoom. Unless you're in the Gulf Coast area of Port Charlotte through Sarasota, where I'm located, and you can come into the store for a consultation. Services. Maybe I'm not on the right one because I'm not seeing any of that which you're speaking about. So, okay. What, um, what Linda? Did you get? If if you look on the on our show page, you can just click the link, and it'll take you right to it. That's what I. That's what I did. Okay, so I'll do some more further research. I'm from New York, so I have no. I can't come to your store, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, yes. We'll, we'll see I'm you online. You. Yeah, I'll come, right, I'll visit you online. Yeah, okay. All right, guys. Okay, right. Linda. All right, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Yes, I'm going to continue to Happy holidays. To Same to you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and, and Besides, if you go on the website and you check services, everything that you do, even though you, I mean, you work at different places on the internet, that would all be um, indexed there. Pretty much, yeah. The services I do are flower consultations, so that just strictly is flower and gem essences, and we kind of go through the a process where we design a custom essence for you individual for what you need at the present moment and then there's um, I do spiritual work I uh, my guide is Archangel Michael so I do work with him and give spiritual advice from the angelic realm and sometimes the masters do come through from individual messages and I also do starseed lineage report which is a root written report um, where I tap into the Akasha record and I pull out information as far as the starseed lineage of an individual, as much as, you know, cosmic law will allow me to reveal. Uh, excellent. Excellent. So um, what's, what is next for you? You're, I mean, you've got the new website going up, whether you'll be expanding your, your services, and I'm really fascinated with the um, with the Andara crystals that you say that within those crystals you can find gold and silver and iridium, rhodium, chromium, and platinum. So they're like they are infused with these with these metals. Yes, actually, um, Nellie, who is the woman who found them in uh, 1967 in her ranch in Mount Shasta. She was guided there by a prophetic dream by Yeshua. She was diagnosed with congestive heart failure at the time, um, and she had a dream with Yeshua who told him to go to the Mount Shasta Sierra Mountains to a certain uh, part that was considered a sacred land to her and her family, because I believe she was 
born and raised there. And she went there and she found this white powder around a uh, bush, I believe it was um, fern bush, which is also chamarose. It's a medicinal plant. And she saw the plant there glowing, almost glowing with vitality. And Yeshua told her to make a tea with the plant and drink it several times a day. Um, she immediately followed his instruction and started getting better and better each day. Went back to the doctor three months later, and he said it must have been a misdiagnosis. She didn't have anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then she found the first Andara, which was a green Andara, and it was 10 years later that the others started uh, coming on the land and uh, she started finding all the other ones. And then obviously people were called in, psychics and channels at that time in the 70s to try to assist her to find out what these were because they had never seen them before and they were coming in through the ground. So, you know, they were covered in dirt and everything and they would wash them off and they'd be these crystal-like, glass-like, um, crystals that had different colors and rays inside of them. Very fascinating, the story. And to think we've had them all this time and we didn't even know how powerful they were. Well, uh, they, it sounds like there was some galactic intervention because uh, from from my understanding that they can't be found anywhere else in the world except there. And are uh, they, they are still found there? In the, whole, in the volcanic areas of Hawaii, the Himalayas, Mount Shasta. Oh. Um, yes, they, and uh, they've been coming up in those regions as well, always the high elevations. But more and more now because there's new ones coming through. Oh, A new well, crop, good. So to speak, that come in with higher frequencies now. Yeah, that almost, that almost sounds like like there's some galactic intervention uh, that they that they that they keep having new crops. <laughs> oh, I agree a hundred percent because uh, some of the crystals that I the andaras that I work with, um, my Arcturian light andara, which still isn't released yet, uh, was similar to Palladian light, but carries the energies of Arcturians. Um, that's how I connected with my Arcturian counterpart, who is now my guide, through that crystal. Wow. And do you, when you, you make essences with um, the energies of these crystals? Right. So it's a solar process. Um, and just so you all know, after going to the quest, I was guided to only use the Mountain Valley spring water in all of my essences moving forward. Wow. So, well, I can understand that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I used the spring water and, you know, water before. I used Wayback water as well. But after going there, I was told just get that and use that moving forward because it has the codes in it as well. That's <laughs> That's that's what Lavendar. Um, I think she was actually on her way to one of our um, activities during the quest. And I think, if I remember the story correctly, she's driving the car, and she kept hearing the codes are in the water. The codes are in the water. 
<laughs> so that well, she uh, told me that. Yes. Yeah. So she had so, mentioned well, that, that to me. At the same time, I received the message to switch the water and and make it uh, the mountain valley, and it was for the quest where I sent the Palladian light essences to the questers. That was your wow. uh, November, November quest. Yeah. Was it November? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I have mountain valley water. I say imported kind of as a joke, but I, that's all. I have it shipped. It, it comes in from Arkansas, and there's a, a distributor right here um, in Georgia, and and that's that's the only water that I drink um, for for about you know, 15 years now. Yeah, everything. I mean, even the dogs, <laughs> my dogs get it too, <laughs> because it's just uh, from if I remember um, Lavendar's description, the water. Um, has been percolating over crystals for 35 million years. So it's uh, really potent energetically. Yes, powerful water in a a bottle. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. And I get it in the glass bottles too just for the, you know, the most pristine I can get it. But yeah, I love that stuff. So um, is there anything else that we would like to talk about? Um, Let's see. Well, I think we covered most of the the basics. Okay. We have the water. I do have a message from... I do have a message from Yeshua I wanted to share, which uh, is the message that came through with the Magnolia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just two minutes... And it's, um, you know, appropriate for the Christmas season. So Absolutely. So this is the, the message that came through with the Magnolia, the, Les- the Yeshua. So it is a message of light and love. And uh, it's sort of like a poem. So I hope you enjoy. Peace, purity, and love. The light of God shines through each day as a flower blossoms at the dawn of each day. So do we open our hearts to let you in. Blessed is he who has the eyes to see and the ears to hear. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven rising within every in-breath. Creating a new world of love, peace and harmony. I leave my peace. My love to strengthen you. My sight to guide you. To your divine plan fulfilled. I am beloved Yeshua, father, son, brother. Man is made to be the light of the new days. Always open the heart to lead you along the way. Listen to it beat. That is the drumbeat of the earth. All rising to one heart, one love. When I am, let me soften the edges, enlighten the load that has weighed down your heart throughout this life. Angelic bliss, unconditional love of self, compassion. Let me light thy way. 
the end. Wow. Well, that that is that is just so wonderful because it it, it seems to it seems to put the the balance on the whole thing because we had the message from Mary Magdalene, the divine feminine, and and now the balance with the divine masculine and the mes- message from Yeshua. That is really wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And My on that pleasure. note, um, I want to thank you so much for being with us tonight and for bringing this powerful alchemy into the third dimension and working with the people and all the people that you've helped. And um, we sure hope that we can see you again at the Quest Um We've got we've got you know March and May coming up, um, and then we'll be back you know in the fall as well. We'll have two more, so we hope to see you again there. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Well, great. Well, great. Well, Sandra, have the most wonderful, peaceful, joyful holiday, and thank you so much for being on the planet. And thank you, Ariel, for doing what you have all been doing for these last two decades to empower us and to guide us. Thank you. Uh, You are so welcome and so loved. So, everybody, uh, we're going to wrap up, and I want to wish you all a season of light and compassion and let it continue on through into the future. Happy holidays, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 